everyone, this is Tony, Dungeon Master for D&D Raw, and before we begin, I wanted to talk about the fantastic folks over at Tabletop Loot. There are a couple who sell and ship all sorts of loot, from t-shirts, mugs, tote bags, and most importantly, so many beautiful dice. We got to spend some time with these awesome folks at Gen Con this year, and you really need to check them out. Right now, you can go to tabletoploot.com and input the promo code RAW, R-A-W, in order to get 15% off any dice that you order from them. We've started using some of their orange sherbet dice during our games, but they have so many other amazing dice to choose from. Definitely check out tabletoploot.com. Use the promo code RAW to get 15% off all dice on their website. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you, Tabletop Loot. Also, don't forget, if you want access to behind-the-scenes content while earning our undying gratitude, we would be thrilled if you can support us on Patreon. So please check us out at patreon.com slash dndraw. Anyway, on to episode 5 of the Rumble Squad. Nothing wrong with snooping. With me today are the following players. Hi, I'm Nick. I'm playing Leuven Cromdell, the half-elf alchemist artificer. Hey, I'm Jane. I will be playing Nissa Turin, the gnome, arcane, trickster rogue. Hi, I'm Chris, and I will be playing Org Fireforge, the dwarven forge cleric. Hey, I'm Rachel, and I will be playing Elaine Fox, the human druid barbarian. Last time, after Auric took an hour to make some studded leather armor, you all made your way to the party on the central platform of Asenthias. While Elaine and Leuven practiced their skills at knife throwing, Nyssa made her way through the crowd and acquired some shinies. You all spent the night carousing and woke up in strange locations. Nyssa and Elaine in the stables, Auric in an alchemy shop, meeting the owner, Selesar, and Leuven on the floor of his room, with two women asleep on his bed. After you met back up, the party split up again, and accomplished separate tasks around Asenthias. Elaine and Nyssa got to meet a dinosaur, while Auric may have found a new apprentice, after learning that this town was one that barters rather than pays for things. Leuven, meanwhile, spoke with Selesar about alchemy, and learned more about her missing friend, Evelios, who she believes might be the Egos that the party is searching for. However, while leaving her shop, Leuven spotted a thin figure cloaked all in black, and was shocked when he saw that it had four thin pale arms and cast a spell before it suddenly vanished. And that is where we'll pick up with the party now. So, we are going to jump right back in with Leuven. This guy just suddenly vanishes from your sights as you were trying to take a mental note of what he looked like to, as you said, draw him later. So do I know where the other party members are right now? Immediately, no. But you do know that Auric went to the cart and... Nissa and Elaine were going to some stables not too far away from you. I bolt over toward the stables. Okay, do me a favor. Nissa, Elaine, and Luvin all roll perception checks for me. Okay. Elaine. 22. Nissa? A whopping nine. 18. Okay. As you're just running along, Elaine, you kind of happen to glance over at one of the, the bridges as Luvin initially starts to run and then slows down a bit as he's trying to cross. And Luvin, you happen to look towards where Elaine and Nissa kind of generally said the stables were and spot them kind of walking along. Nissa, you're kind of in your own head a little bit. <laughs> yep. 
I'm still hungover. So, Elaine, you do notice Leuven seems to be rushing to kind of start to come around to you guys. So you do spot each other as you're slowly making your way towards the same area. Okay. I would uh, reach down, pat Nissa on the shoulder and just kind of point out Leuven and then like wave to try to get Leuven's attention in case he hasn't seen me. You see it. All right, cool. So as, I, as I'm coming up, you both probably see a bit of like flailing. <laughs> Elaine, Nissa, I just saw something really weird really re- it's a black cloak and like several weird arms uh four fingers look i'm gonna i'm just gonna paint this i don't know what just happened really creepy didn't respond to me at all then disappeared what even is that and just continuing to ramble as <laughs> i'm scrawling this uh you still feeling the effects of last night there buddy that's what i was wondering no, no, I'm serious. I just saw it outside the uh, Thistle Do Nicely shop. A-, a guy with forearms, did you say? What? And four fingers on each arm? Slow, slow down. Tell yeah. us step by step. Deep breath. I stop a moment, mid-stroke of the, of the brush. It was snooping outside the apoc- apothecary shop and looking in the windows. Really shady. Hey, man, there's nothing wrong with snooping, okay? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> he tilts his head a bit. What? That's, yeah, just... Okay, so then wh- how... What happened with the forearms? What? And you said he ignored you? Are you sure it's a he? Cloak was up. I didn't really see a lot in terms of that. But, uh, yeah, not not any kind of creature I've ever seen. Are you sure it wasn't just the same two arms, like, coming out and then going back in and then coming out again? They were all out at once. Okay. That's, yep, that's weird. <laughs> did he, do he still have two legs? Yep, yep, two legs far as I can tell. So not a spider. Really pale, <laughs> like paler than I've ever seen. Maybe we should go find Auric and see if he knows anything. Tony, could yes. we do any kind of arcana or nature check to see if we can piece this together? Make a straight intelligence check since you're not sure what this thing is at all. I'm so good at oh, this. I continue sketching. Nine. 21. <laughs> okay. Elaine, you've heard of these creatures before called, uh, you think they were called the Thrycreen? They're these like insect type creatures and they have three arms. Maybe this is a quadcreen? You don't know if that's a thing, but it might be. Got it. I'm on um, this. I'm on to them. <laughs> Nissa, you know it's incredibly rare for any sort of creature they, they don't tend to have multiple arms. The spiders do. <laughs> so any sort of like humanoid type creature the way that <laughs> Leuven is describing. Trying to think on it, the best you can kind of come up with is it may be some sort of aberration. Nothing you know of that's natural has what Leuven is describing. Okay. So I'm like sitting there thinking, Thrycreen. They have three arms. I bet this is like a special one. It's got four. Maybe it's that the fourth one isn't actually attached and it's just like a fake one. A prosthetic arm. <laughs> Maybe. I don't, I, I, <laughs> I don't think it's anything natural. That's for sure. I put my pencil down, so to speak, and show the teacher my work. <laughs> <laughs> Roll just dexterity with proficiency. Kay. See, basically, it's, it's how quickly have you been able to do this and how good is it based off of that? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Nine. Okay. It's a rough sketch. You can tell, like, it's not up to his usual level of work, 
but I mean, he sketches out this figure dressed in a long cloak, four super thin arms, four fingers on each hand, two legs. All right. I suggest we go find Auric. Better than a stick figure drawing. If you rolled less than a five, it was a stick figure drawing. <laughs> <laughs> so Auric, I think, was going to be at the... At the and she's going to hold up and do the air quotes shop <laughs> that he set up, which is, I guess, just the cart. So we should probably go try to find him and maybe he'll be able to collaborate with you, Nissa, because, I mean, I think it's a quad cream. That's that's the only explanation I have. Mm, I'm not convinced on that one. I don't know what it is. I don't like the sound of it. That's all I know. <laughs> well, there's a lot of weird animals, so it could just be a weird animal. I mean, I guess, I mean, you do kind of turn into a lot of weird animals, so yeah. Spiders are weird, they are natural, and they are amazing. <laughs> if you say so. That axe beak was awesome, you have to admit. Yeah, pretty much was, actually. Alright, so let's go find Auric. Okay. Start tromping in that direction. Okay. Tromp, tromp, tromp. So, Auric, meanwhile, you were heading with uh, Adriel to her shop. I'm assuming you are going to continue to do so? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have seen or heard anything to make me do otherwise. You're on the exact opposite side of the, of town, so yep. there's nothing really that would have stopped you. You closed up shop, you followed her. I probably would have left like a note in the cart saying went to the local blacksmith. Just you did. I remember that specifically. You actually did leave a note last time that you mentioned. It's like, oh, went to local blacksmith, the dazzling knife. Yep. Out for lunch, we'll return at... <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So you head over and you notice she kind of heads upward a little bit. Uh, as you see, there's a smokestack kind of angled out of one of the trunks so that it definitely will not interfere or have anything potentially catch fire. In this shop that you see a sign hanging from it of a small blade that uh, has one of those, you know, in anime, they have like a little shine mm-hmm. imagery to it or in a, uh, uh, in a comic or something. Basically, yeah, it looks like a very rough shine to the edge of the blade. <laughs> you walk in and uh, she unlocks the door, walks inside, and it's it's small. There's a little counter up front and you see like several different arrows kind of bundled and stacked to one side. You see a few uh, daggers on the counter, a couple of pieces of studded leather, but not a lot else in here. And you can see towards the back behind the counter, the forge, the anvil, uh, and all the tools that you would normally use uh, in order to create things. Gotcha. So does she have like all of her stuff like adequately laid out? I mean, or is it one of those things where she's putting like what would presumably be the best selling items in the back and it's not really being displayed in a way that would uh, promote sales? She mentioned to you last time that she makes a lot of arrows, a lot of daggers, and some of the people uh, are willing to give or, or trade for her studded leather. But she doesn't tend to have much more than that, though she's commented several times that she would like to. From what you see up front, it's stuff that she seems like she could probably churn out quickly. Not necessarily her best work. As you saw, like, her her dagger, which she claimed to be one of her her best works, there is there is a good gap of skill between the two. So this is definitely not her best stuff. Okay. Thank you for, for coming to help me. She's looking a little sheepish, like, because she saw what your work was like and... While proud of her dagger, she's nervous and a little bit sheepish about things. I I see what you have here. It's it's a decent enough spot. I imagine you could do some good business out of here. 
Why don't you show me the back where you do your work? I can take survey and see what might need improvement. Of course, yes, please. And she goes around the counter and leads you to the back. You see a breastplate that she seems to be trying to to be working on, but definitely needs a lot more work. Uh, you see a couple of scimitars, a couple of short swords that are, you know, she's in the process of working on, but they're definitely not completed yet. Looking around, all of her tools are actually organized very well. You see hangers for everything. And she seems like she really, you know, takes care of things back here. She just doesn't seem to have the experience or the skill that you have had. Gotcha. Now, does it look like her tools are of good quality and she maintains them well? Roll investigation. 21. Studying them, you see, like, she is definitely trying to take care of them. But there's a couple of, like, you know how when you're learning to clean something that you're not used to doing and you're learning to maintain something you're not used to doing, you when you want to try really, really hard and you can see the effort, there's just things that you're like, oh, no, she should have used this chemical on this in order to really clean this off, and she really should have focused on, yeah, she should have just left this in the heat to burn this away. Things that you know from experience that she has not gotten to yet, but you see the efforts there. Gotcha. Now, Lass, what would you say is your best-selling item in the shop? Would it be one of your daggers? Yes, that that is what I tend to be able to sell. I mean, it's some of the few things that they're willing to barter for because everyone needs daggers here. The hunters, the guards. I want you to try and make me a dagger. She kind of like perks up. Oh, okay. And begins to work on it. I'm assuming you're going to kind of help guide her through the process. Yes. Okay. I'll be like kind of in the mentor like position, standing up straight, arms behind my back, saying, no, you swing the hammer at this angle or make sure that you hold it in the forge for this amount of time. Just doling out sage advice all the while. (laughs) So do me a favor and roll me two intelligence with proficiency checks. Intelligence or wisdom? Wisdom, because you're instructing. Yes. So the first one is a 20. Second one is a 17. Okay. So you're working on this. It's going to take you a few hours as you're kind of like guiding her through it. By about this point, Leuven, Nissa, Elaine, you all arrive at the cart. And you see Anvil in the stables behind and just eating food. And you see the note from Auric. Do we know where that is? You can all roll intelligence. Elaine? 14. Nissa? 22. Uh, Leuven? Fine. 16. <laughs> all of you remember this as you did pass by the shop as you were heading towards the big child inn. So, you know, it's actually very close by. It's basically between where you guys are now and the big child inn. Over yonder. <laughs> all right. You guys head over. Auric, as you're instructing her, you see she's, this dagger is definitely like far and away better than the, the one she was actually really proud to show you. As she's completing it, you guys are, would be arriving at the shop as this doesn't take too long overall. You guys arrive at the door. Do you guys walk in? It's open. Yeah. All right. You can hear the sound of hammering a metal and then a very quick steam sound as the hot metal hits the water and begins to cool. Or she's completing this dagger as the rest of your party walks in. Very good, lass. That's a definite improvement over what you've previously done. All it takes is a little extra work. She's staring bright-eyed at the dagger, by the way, and then, like, kind of looks up at you. Thank you so much. This, The techniques are, are very interesting. I've been... Thank you. The trick is to practice on what you know. Hone your craft. And then you can move on to more adventurous stuff like plate mail and other armor. She's just staring at like, Yes, thank you very much. I, I really appreciate it. 
and she's like staring back at the knife and like just studying it and then kind of draws her dagger and says looks a little bit you know sad at her dagger but then back at the dagger that you helped to guide her to forge and there's a lot of pride in her face now Yadamin would be proud of this work child and it's only at this point that she kind of oh I, I am sorry and stares at the three of you Please, yes, um, uh, would you like anything? I I sell all sorts of weaponry and some armor, um, uh, mostly studded leather, but... Bone studded? You you like bone studded? I can make some for you if you wish. Hmm. It would not take too much too long. I'd be intrigued, uh, but first, Elaine will point to Orc. We actually need to speak to our companion, but I am very interested in this bone studded armor you speak of. Ah, it's not metal. <laughs> Orc, it's not all about metal all the time. It's at least about metal most of the time. Yes, but not in this instance. We need to have a word with you alone, I think, for a moment. No offense. Uh, she, she nods. Adriel. Adriel. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm Elaine. Nissa. Uh, a pleasure Raven. to meet you. Uh, to meet all of you, yes. And she just smiles. <laughs> okay, and Elaine's doing like the thumb over the shoulder to Orc, like outside a moment. <laughs> We've got news. She does the two-finger boop to your, your forehead, Oric, and goes, Thank you very much, Oric. I'll give, like, a polite nod, because I don't think he really wants to do the, the custom. <laughs> he doesn't do the boop. No. Well, the boop is a thank you. A oh. double boop is your welcome. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll kind of give, like, a slight nod and say, I'll be right back then. Oh, of course. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Elaine would, when you say that, is turned and walking right outside. So okay. have you learned anything new? Boss, look. <laughs> Isn't this weird? He shows you a rough sketch of what looks like a four-armed, cloaked figure. It is a little weird. It's, if I might say, it's not your best work. That's besides the point. Have you ever heard of a quad cream? What should I roll to see if I have heard of a quad cream? <laughs> roll nature. All right. I'm also going to do that. Five. Luvin? Six. No. <laughs> it definitely sounds like a cousin to, like, a thrykeen. And you know what? That might make some sense. Seems legit. Checks out, guys. Checks out. I picture Nissa just like palm the forehead right now. <laughs> yep, most definitely. So Luvin here saw that thing. I think it might be a quad crean. I'm not really sure. But Luvin saw this thing in town and then it ignored him. It was snooping in windows, which seems suspicious. Why are we so focused on the snooping? This thing had four arms. <laughs> And it, well, it, it is, it's not a creature. It's its something weird. Abomination. I don't know. I don't know. Quad queens aren't... I mean, I've never seen one. It. But yeah. So then... Okay, Luvin, you didn't actually explain it had four arms and then it did something right afterwards. Like it looked at you funny or it said something. I don't know. You said it ignored you, so it didn't say anything. It seemed like it was casting a spell and then it disappeared. Hmm. That seems conducive to disappearing. That, that usually happens when you cast a spell. Most things just don't disappear. But one is not directly related to the other, because I cast a lot of spells that don't involve disappearing. Hmm. No, but most things don't just disappear on their own without a spell being cast. Uh, I'd beg to differ, but okay. <laughs> Anyways, the point is, weird thing, four arms, each with four fingers, snooping in a window, disappeared. What are your thoughts? Do we know what window they were snooping in? Yeah, it was the alchemy shop. This'll do nicely. Hmm. Did you talk to Salazar afterwards? Mm, no. 
know. <laughs> I wonder if she might know anything about it. She seemed like she might be well-traveled. It's possible she could have some insight. She could. She seems really experienced with alchemy and stuff like that, so... Did she have any good items there? I didn't have a chance to check when I was there earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, th there was... And I start rattling off some of the stuff. Do you mention the bags of holding? I do. <laughs> Several bags of holding. Probably even nicer than mine. Oracle will rub his chin a little bit. Just kind of do like a beard scratch. Like, hmm. <laughs> do we really need to hold more stuff, though? Ha! <laughs> oh. Oh, you child. <laughs> I don't just like shake her head. Fine. Anyways, so you think we should talk to Salazar? Are you coming with us, or are you gonna stay here and get me some bone armor? Well, I can craft you bone armor whenever you want. You haven't really asked for it, though. Elaine just gives you that straight-faced glare. Like, really, really. Yeah. All you have to do is ask. Elaine would have commented on bone armor, but I don't know if you would have specifically asked him. I don't think I would have specifically asked, but. I would have definitely shown so much interest in bone armor. Yeah. Especially when he's always like, no, no, I want to add metal. And she's like, no, no, I want bone. I don't like metal. I don't want it being heated up on my body, especially after I saw what you do, Hector. <laughs> that was nasty. <laughs> okay, so. Well, it's possible that our alchemist friend may have some bone that could be suitable if you wanted some bone studded leather armor. Because I don't have any in stock at the moment. Okay, so are you coming with us to Salazar, or are you staying here with Adrian? Adrian. Adrian. Adriel. I was close. <laughs> I can go with you. I'll, I'll let her know that I'm going to step away for a while, because I think she has some practice that she wants to do now that she's been taught some new techniques. Okay, then why don't you go tell her real quick, and we'll start heading over, and you know where you're going, so... You can just be us there. I will go back in and tell Adriel that uh, I'm going to step away for a while and that she should continue to practice the techniques that I instructed her on. She's just like, yes, uh, of course, yes. And she immediately kind of like starts going back and, you know, starts pumping the billows for the furnace and starts to get things working up again. Just, Thank you. Please come by later today or, or tomorrow and I can show you how much I have... Um, learn from your teachings. Aye, I shall. Thank you. And she's just like right back into the work. When he went back in, Elaine would have started walking, not fast, but just like normal pace back towards Selazar's. Okay. Or towards the where Leuven was coming from, because she would assume that's where it was. She doesn't actually yep. know. Never been there. But yeah, you start to uh, make your way back. Leuven kind of also pointing the way. Again, you and Nissa seem to have like very little problem walking across the swaying bridges. Luvin, you're a little shakier, and uh, Auric, you definitely don't like it. <laughs> I'll hold your hand if you want me to. I feel like that's an insult to Auric. Well, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> if he wants me to, I would hold his hand begrudgingly. <laughs> no, I'll hold the handrail. So you you would see Luvin looks like he's just having a lot of fun trying to get at his uh, air legs. <laughs> Don't lock your knees. It'll, it'll be easier to balance. Oh, okay. All right. Like this. <sighs> yeah. Much better. <laughs> All right. So you guys make your way back to Thistle Do Nicely. So you open the door and behind the counter, just kind of organizing some things, you see an old female fur bulk, curled gray hair, golden eyes, and just kind of puffing on a pipe a little bit. Ah. 
you brought some friends with you. Uh, Salazar, I, I saw this outside your shop. Have you seen this creature? Oh, the figure. I thought you meant you saw the drawing outside the shop. Oh, no, I made the drawing. <laughs> oh, it's very good. <laughs> it's not my best work. But Can I make an inside check? Yes. <laughs> 22. She's lying. <laughs> She's trying to be nice. Um, And she kind of stares. Nope. I haven't seen anything like that with four arms. I do recount what I saw exactly. Hmm. He was staring in here? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he wanted something from in here? But no one came in after you left. It disappeared as with, as though it were a spell. So, and, oh. you know, not responding to, to me. I don't know. It just seems a little strange. Now, was there any other indication? Like, did he perhaps turn invisible or did he teleport? Do you know? Could I do some kind of check on that? Yeah, make an arcana check. 16. Seemed more like invisibility than teleportation. Yeah, I think... I think it was an invisibility kind of thing. You, I thought you said teleportation. Elaine looks grumpy, like, you lied to me. <laughs> Quad queens definitely wouldn't be able to go invisible. They can maybe teleport. Eh, tomato, tomato, right? <laughs> <laughs> Out of curiosity, have you done an inventory in your shop recently? I did two days ago, yes. It may be worthwhile to do one again, especially if you could go invisible and seem to have an interest in your shop. I can look around then. Would you all like anything from the shop? Is there anything that piques your interest? Well, Leuven here said that you might have some bags of holding that are available. I do. I usually use them myself, but I am always willing to trade. I've noticed that they don't seem to use coin around here. What would be a equivalent trade for one of your bags? It depends on what you have available. Another magical item of equivalent ability? Perhaps an item that could be of great use for some herbalist like myself? I do have something that I just came up with that might be good for something like a storefront. I call it a collapsible table. Now, picture oh. this. It's like a regular table, but it collapses in on itself when you're not using it to store and take up less space on your in on your show floor. So it is magical in nature, and when you walk away, it shrinks? <laughs> no, it's mechanical, not magical. Huh. I wouldn't mind seeing one of these. I am not sure it would be the equivalent to a bag of holding, but that could definitely be something added in. All I right. do lots of different alchemical mixtures as I move about. Having a table I can move with me would be of some interest, especially when I am out of the city. How far away is the the alchemy shop from our cart? It's on the other side of town. Okay, so it would take a while if I were to go and try. Yes. Okay. All right, then next time I'm at the cart, I'll bring it by and we'll see if we can make a deal. That sounds good to me. Oh, I did mean to ask. If we, if we happen to come across any rare ingredients, is there something you've been looking for that you, you need that maybe we can find and bring to you and trade? Nothing specifically I need. I have most of the flora and fauna of the woods around us. But if you find anything that would be unusual, perhaps extra planar, that could be of something of interest. Thumbs up. While they're talking, mm -hmm. Elaine would be kind of just walking around looking at the shop. 
And when they've kind of seemed to have sort of stopped talking, she'll kind of pull them aside. Do any of you guys know how to see or detect invisible creatures? Nope. Nissa? I don't believe so. Nope. I can detect evil and good, but I can also detect magic. I could do that right about now. Okay. Detect evil and good I wouldn't be able to do until tomorrow. Anything you can do, maybe we can try to detect this creature. I think, Salazar, you should actually start doing an inventory right now. Okay, I will do so. And then while she starts doing that, you guys are going to see Elaine will kind of step kind of near the door. And uh, she is actually going to cast her totem, which you guys have not seen before. And a small unicorn totem is going to appear in the middle of the shop. And it will... It gives us advantage on ability checks made to detect creatures in the spirit's aura. So if we wanted to try to see if we could detect them or find them. Also, it's sparkly as all get out. It's like a disco ball in the middle of the floor, shaped like a unicorn. Lots of glitter. Lots of glitter. Aw, you should have brought that out of carousing last night. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess I would try and uh, cast detect magic as a ritual. Oh, hey, I can do that too. I would I would join Oric in that in doing so. Elaine is using her unicorn spirit totem, and so Oric and Luvin, you are using detect magic as rituals. Yes. Okay. So you see Oric and Luvin almost simultaneously like begin take stuff out and focus on the incantations as Celestar starts to look around the shop, and then as you guys begin to focus on the incantations, a bright shining spectral unicorn appears. In the middle of the room. Oh. <laughs> and Celestar looks back, it's like, ah, oh, lovely. Right before she goes around the counter. <laughs> Nissa, are you doing anything? While a lot of this was happening, I would have just been kind of looking along the shelves, looking like what kind of thing she had. She has probably poking and prodding things I shouldn't do. But at this point, could I try either like a perception or an arcana check? Just to try and sense if there's anything off or if, if I can see that there's anything off in the shop. Okay. Roll investigation. Uh, also, once that's up, I could do something as well. Because it's actually, the spirit only stays up for a minute. Yeah, roll investigation with advantage because of the spirit. Because okay. you're trying uh, to detect well? for something weird. Actually, Elaine, if you want to do perception instead of investigation, that's fine. Because this is actually like poking and prodding yeah. and looking around things. If you want to be looking, listening, and hearing specifically, Elaine, since you're by the doorway, okay, that works too. So, Nissa, investigation? 24. Elaine? Perception, 25. Ooh! Mm-hmm. Okay. So, as you're looking about, you don't notice anyone else in here. You hear Celestar moving about in the back, but both you and Nissa kind of like, as you're looking around, notice that one of the windows is actually not fully shut and looks like it's been opened and attempted to be closed recently. Elaine, as you're kind of like looking around, you notice like you feel a breeze, but all the doors and windows are closed. And Nissa, you kind of were studying and poking and prodding at things. And you're like, wait, the sill is like half an inch like off of uh, where the window is. And there's a slight gap. So something definitely came through recently. After a little bit, both Auric and Leuven, your detect magics go off. And you're detecting the magic items on each of you. There's some auras that right behind the counter. But overall, there's no other auras that you see. Hmm. can safely say there's nobody invisible in the immediate vicinity. So by about this point, Celestar then comes up front. Well, 
none of my inventory was taken, but it seems things have been moved about. Strange. Hmm. What kinds of things? Just some of my rare ingredients have been shifted like they're all stacked up in the back and they were shifted and it seems like replaced, but as I don't get too many people wanting these items, it seems more like they just placed them back wrong. What kind of ingredients are we talking about? Some of the rarer ingredients for some of the more powerful spells and potions that can be made utilizing herbalistic types of ingredients. Yeah, I was afraid you were going to say that. <laughs> nice and vague. What sort of ingredients were you hoping for? Perhaps I might have something. I'm currently not in need of anything. I was just trying to figure out what this thing, person, thing, I don't know, might be after. Maybe they were looking for something and didn't find what they were looking for. It's entirely possible. Are you able to vouch for the quality of those rare goods? That they weren't replaced with facsimiles? I studied them once I realized they were moved. They are exactly as was acquired by myself and by Avelios. Hmm. Hmm. Nissa, what were you thinking specifically Might be they might be looking for? I'm not sure exactly, but I was just thinking that rare ingredients, they are used for very powerful spells, which often isn't a good thing, but I don't know what specifically he could be after. I wish I did. Well, we got nothing in here at the moment. Well, if the quad cream didn't find what they were looking for here, then where my- What? Nothing. (laughs) Then where might they have gone? Salazar, do you know of another shop that they particularly could find similar or different relatable goods that they might go to? Not in town. I am pretty much the only herbalist in town. The only other person that might have something is Avelios. Looks like that's where we're heading. Who is also, you think, maybe Egos. Egos. That's what I think it could be. I saw him sign his name the last time he was in town on a paper as Egos. He was rather rushed. You have directions to how to get to his place, correct? Yes, it's maybe an hour or two north of here, northwest. Circle along the lake, and you'll be able to eventually come across a copse of trees there. And as you come across that, it's slightly more north of that. Alright, what time of day is it, by the way? It's early afternoon by this point, just because you guys did go carousing, (laughs) and were up late, and then woke up late. She said it's only about an hour. I mean, do you guys want to risk going out in the dark? Or do you want to stay the rest of the day and then maybe head out first thing in the morning? I mean, how how pressing do we think this is? Well, you said early afternoon, right? Like one or two o'clock. One or two o'clock. It takes, what, like an hour to get there? An hour to get there. A little bit once we're there. An hour or two maybe to get back, which we may or may not know our way very well. Salazar, you said that Evelios is acting a bit off lately, right? Like, a little paranoid? He's always paranoid. He's just acting more paranoid. The sooner we find him, the better, I think. Okay. I don't care about going out at night. I just want to make sure you guys were all comfortable. I I can see in the dark. I know that might be an issue for you human, but uh, the rest of us, I think, are fine. (laughs) I'm not afraid of the dark. I can always just turn into something they can see in the dark. You know this. You've seen this. All right. My, my spider eyes can see way better than your dwarven eyes. Just saying. That's just because you have more of them. <laughs> if I had eight dwarven eyes, I'd be uh, better standing. 
Yeah. But you don't. <laughs> so I guess we're going to head to... Are you... Please don't tell me you're going to drag Anvil along on this escapade, are you? No. It sounds like it'd be better if he stayed here while we okay. go and investigate this. All right. So I guess we should stop by the cart and get our stuff real quick and make sure we have all our gear and then head out. At least that real quick. Right? Yep. I agree. Yeah. All right. That's the plan then. Let's go. Okay. So as you guys are heading back, Leuven, you particularly notice a tabaxi woman kind of like walking past you and kind of pauses and you do recognize her having run out of your room suddenly (laughs) Uh in the morning. Starting to walk up and she catches your eye really quick and waves over at you and just says, ah, Leuven. Thank you so much for, for last night. My friend and I, uh, those guys were jerks. We really appreciate you giving us a place to crash for the evening. We had a little bit too much to drink, and those guys were so annoying. Luvin blinks once. Might this be enough to jog my memory? Roll intelligence. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, it's all a little hazy. <laughs> I, I have a plus four, so my total is a five. Oh, oh no. Oh. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's hazy. There were some guys. There were some girls. You were talking to people. It's hazy. You woke up in your room. <laughs> well, then he'll just go off of the, these context clues. She boops you on the head, by the way. He stands up a little prouder suddenly, like, ah, you're welcome. I uh, I was more than happy to do it. Kind of like, you're welcome, citizen. <laughs> Thumbs yes, up. <laughs> I must go out to hunt now, but thank you again. And she just like kind of nods to all of you overall, boops you again on the forehead, Luvin, and then starts to walk off. As she walks away, just takes this deep breath and exhales like, oh, okay, that makes so much more sense now. All right, <laughs> does, let's keep Does going. it? Because that did not seem to make sense. Uh, <laughs> glad you're making friends, Luvin. <laughs> Fr- friends of yours, Luvin? <laughs> yes, just friends. Did, like a, a, a wry grin. Hey, you know that's not how it is. But do we? Do we, though? If you don't already, you will. (laughs) And he marches (laughs) off happily. (laughs) Okay. So, you guys make your way over to the stables, gather your gear, and then head out? Yep. Yep. You all make your way to the platform that you were on the, the night before. Step on. Do you recall what you need to do? There's a rope, right? When you got on, Isona tugged on the rope on the side twice. Yeah. I'll do I'll that. Tug okay. on it twice? Yeah. I was double checking my notes. Yeah, I'm trying to find it, so. all those. <laughs> I didn't write that down. So as you do, you hear the click, click, click as you start to lower down. And after a couple minutes, you eventually make it to the ground floor and begin to proceed around the lake. And that is where we're going to leave this episode for today. Thank you all for listening. Please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter at Rules is Written. Or check out our website at dndraw.com. And feel free to email any questions to the DM Tony at dm at dndraw.com. Also, subscribe and leave us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found. And if you're interested in supporting the show, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. Keep on rolling. See you guys next week.